The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost." Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The tax collectors and the sinners were gathering near to Jesus to hear him. And what was the response of the good church folk? (laughs) Did you see so and so? What's he doing with the likes of them? That's the, that's the good church folk. The Pharisees, the scribes, the ones chasing after God's own heart, the ones trying to live as God would have them live. They look at those who are gathering around Jesus to hear him, and they grumble. What is Jesus' response to those who are gathering around him, to these tax tax collectors and notorious sinners? He tells a story to tell us just how he sees them. A story of a shepherd who has a hundred sheep. And 99 are gathered there around that shepherd. But one is missing. Will that shepherd be content with the 99 gathered there within the fold? No, Jesus tells us. That shepherd loves that one lost sheep and will set out to find it. 
Now those 99, they're under good care. No shepherd has a hundred sheep and takes care of them all by himself, not in those days. And, and so the other shepherds, they're taking care of those sheep. They're not abandoned or anything, but that good shepherd goes out to find that one lost sheep. And when that shepherd finds that sheep, huddled, scared, quite unable to move, the shepherd doesn't say, now where have you been? Get up and get moving. You know where you're supposed to be. No, that good shepherd, Jesus says, when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And he carries it back to the fold. Now, I don't know how many of you have been around sheep, but you know this is no easy task. Oh, it might be for the first few feet while adrenaline's kicking in, but I mean, to take a big sheep and to put it across your shoulders, this is, this is work, this is a burden. How many of us might grumble as we had to carry such a burden maybe even a mile or more. Grumbling, oh, this sheep, it got itself lost again. Here I am again having to drag you back to the fold. Grumble, 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 complain, complain, complain. Oh, we sound a lot like those Pharisees and scribes. Not so Jesus. Jesus, as he carries the burden of this lost sheep around his neck, on his shoulders, Jesus says he rejoices. He celebrates for the one that was lost has been found. And when he gets back, When he gets back and he brings that sheep, restores it to the fold, he throws a party. He calls together all his friends and neighbors and says, come rejoice with me. My joy is too much to keep to myself. But we must all celebrate. This is the joy that Jesus has in seeking out lost Things. Lost sheep, lost coins, and if you continue to read in Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, lost brothers, parable of the prodigal son. Jesus, the good shepherd, came to seek out and to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And not of Israel only, but of all families of the earth, Jesus came to seek out and save those who are lost. Now people can get lost for all sorts of reasons and in all manner of ways. We can listen to our scripture readings that we had for us today and you can see illustrations of this. In our reading from Exodus, we heard how the people of Israel recently rescued from their slavery in Egypt, having witnessed God 
Rescue them with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, working wonders to bring them safely through the wilderness, providing them with food and water to the mountain of God. And while Moses is up receiving the Ten Commandments and the rest of the law, the people down below willfully reject God. They enter into full-scale rebellion and say, it wasn't God who brought us up out of the land of Egypt. It was this golden calf that we just made yesterday with the jewelry that we took from the Egyptians, which God gave to us. Yeah. Sometimes being lost looks like that. Willfully walking away. Knowing what the right path is and choosing to go a divergent path. To step away and to follow our own desires. That'll get you really lost. There are other ways of being lost, as illustrated in our reading from 1 Timothy, where St. Paul talks about himself as the foremost of sinners. For he was a persecutor of the church. Now, when he was doing that persecuting, he didn't see himself as a sinner. In fact, he saw himself very much as one who was zealous for the truth. He saw himself doing a service for God and for his brethren. But you can think you know what the truth is and be far from it. You can think you know exactly where you are and not consider yourself lost at all and yet be very much lost. St. Paul didn't realize just how lost he was until he was on the road to Damascus to arrest another batch of Christians who had just popped up there when he had this encounter with the risen and ascended Lord Jesus Christ. And it's right then and there that St. Paul came to realize, I'm lost. I thought I knew what truth was, but now I have met truth in the flesh. Jesus, the Lord, the one I thought was a liar. Truly of St. Paul, it could be said that first Line from Amazing Grace, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Each one of us in this room has had the experience of being lost. Yes, on, you know, we get lost sometimes just making our way back from a familiar place, but I'm talking on a spiritual, existential level. Each one of us was lost. St. Paul puts it this way. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, 
following after the ways of this world, heedless of God and his word, having no sense or desire to draw near to him, he came seeking us. And we, like that sheep, were so scared and frightened, so lost and, quite frankly, ashamed, that there was no way we were going to make our way back to the fold. So Jesus, in his mercy, took us upon his shoulders, took on to himself our burden, and he carried us home. He carried that burden all the way up the hill to Calvary, where he stretched out his arms and he died for you and for me. Lost ones that we might in him be found. He delivered to us this wonderful mercy, this grace in the gift of holy baptism where he calls us sinners forgiven. Children of God. Sheep of his own fold. Let me tell you this morning, while there may be quite a bit of rejoicing as Briar is brought into this fold, made a lamb of God, a sheep of his own pasture, a child of God, our Father. Yes, her parents and grandparents and and we, her brothers and sisters in Christ, rejoice. But there's a rejoicing that we don't see, but that Jesus tells us about here in our gospel lesson. He says, just so I tell you, there will be joy in the presence of the angels of God when a sinner repents. That's what's going to happen here today. As Briar hears the word of God, this word of promise that her sins have been washed away, that her debt has been paid for by the precious blood of Christ, and that she is a child of God, God is going to create in her faith such that she will be the very thing that God has claimed her to be, declared her to be a child of God, a lamb of his own flock, a sinner of his own redeeming. This is who Jesus is. This is what Jesus is about. In this year, we've been talking a lot about joining Jesus about recognizing Jesus at work. And we recognize that it's not just here in this room with things like baptism that Jesus is at work, but that Jesus is at work outside the walls of this building, out in our day-to-day lives. And indeed, it is there out in the world that we are rubbing shoulders with many who are 
lost. Each one of us can think of someone that we know, probably multiple someones who are lost. Some of them know that they're lost and are reveling in it, like the children of Israel at the base of Mount Sinai. Others don't know that they're lost. They think that they're doing just fine, thank you very much, like St. Paul on his way to Damascus. But all those who are lost, Jesus is seeking them out. Jesus wants to find them. He will find them. And he wants you to be a part of that search and rescue mission. One of the questions we've been asking as part of this joining Jesus year is, What kind of conversations are you having with pre-Christians? God wants you to be talking to people who are lost. Not with some words of wrath and judgment, right? But words of truth and love. And a listening ear. A serving presence. Friendship. Genuine friendship and care and love for them. This is joining Jesus in his search and rescue mission that he is undertaking in this world. On this weekend, we will see images repeated on our screens and on our Uh, in our newspapers and maybe even just in our minds we've seen them so much images of so many years ago on this date when not shepherds but firefighters went on a search and rescue mission climbing a stairwell to find lost people and upon finding them to carry them on their shoulders to bring them home. There are those alive today because of the work of those who did that search and rescue mission. What kind of rejoicing do you think happened in those households on that day? As family members had been watching what was happening on the television, knowing their loved one was in there, wondering, is there any way they made it out? And if they were one of the the blessed few who did, because of the work of one of those firefighters, Oh, what rejoicing. It's a sacred calling to put your own agenda aside, your own interests, your own uh, temptations of filling up your life with things of your own want. 
and instead putting front and center the needs of those who are lost. Jesus says, I came to seek out and to save those who are lost. He invites you, you, a found sheep, (laughs) to go out and to find those who are lost as well. And as you do so, as you bear their burdens, know that you do not do it alone. Jesus is with you. That's why we call it joining Jesus. And at the end, when we are gathered together in that fold with all those who have been found and restored, what a day of rejoicing we will have. In the name of Jesus, amen.